Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the story about a series of murders and disappearances that happened in the winter of 2000. Previously, on a new winter, another nurse came in, wheeling what looked like a strange incubation chamber. Clear glass instead of plastic, it seemed, and again it looked old-fashioned, not worn, just dated. And as I was thinking that, I saw the nurse turn around, and there, in her hands, I saw something that made me sick to my stomach. For she was clutching a small, black, oozing pod. This is episode 42 of A New Winter. The black pod looked like a slug trying to get free. They put it into the container and the nurse wheeled it off. The pressure seemed to have eased in the room slightly. Right, one of the nurses said. Put her back with the others and schedule her for the next insemination. I carefully and slowly closed the door. What the hell had I just seen? Was that where these black pods were coming from? Were these the missing women that Nicola had spoken about before? Was this where her sister was? I couldn't risk getting caught, so I kept moving forward, onwards, towards the end of the corridor. Just then, I turned the corner and was looking straight at a nurse. Fuck, I thought. Help, she shouted. I still had my hood on, I realised, and it, it must have looked pretty scary to suddenly come face to face with. I quickly put my hand over her mouth and whispered into her ear, don't fucking breathe another word unless I tell you to, or I'll break your neck. Just then I heard someone come out of the room. Hello, a voice said. Did someone say something? Shh, I whispered gently into her ear. After a few seconds, I heard the door close. Come with me, quietly, I said, and silently led her further down the corridor. I'm not going to hurt you, I said. I just want to talk. I could feel her heartbeat going at a million miles per hour. Calm down. Look, just show me where it's quiet. I won't hurt you. I just need answers. Then take off your mask, she said, her voice quivering slightly. Be a man. Stop hiding. I took off my hood, and she examined my face. You're a host, she said. But how did you... And then we heard voices coming down from the hall. In here, quickly, she said, 
and opened a nearby door. We jumped in and I looked around. It was a room full of empty hospital beds. But in the corner was a couple of the black pods. They looked like they'd been thrown there, like trash. And there was a smell that hung in the air, as if they were rotting. We waited for the voices to leave, and I sat on one of the beds and took a breath. I was exhausted. How did you get out? she said. It's it's a long story. I don't even think I could explain it. You're relatively young. Hmm, what do you remember? How are you feeling? I think I should be the one asking questions here, I said. Now you just said I was a host. What does that mean exactly? What am I hosting? What is this place? It's it's a research facility. We we're trying to find the answer to immortality. Each of you have been created from from something we found a long time ago. We're getting closer, you see, closer to finding the answer. How long has this been going on for? I asked. I don't know, but a very, very long time. There are certain traditions that we still do that seem to help the process. What, what process? I asked. Well, we take women, sinful women, and reappropriate them to be carriers. They're inseminated with, well, we call it the darkness. And what exactly is this darkness? I said, feeling like I didn't really want to know the answer. Look, I'm just a nurse. I don't know what exactly is in it, but I do know that the part of it is it's from the live sacrifices, from the burnt flesh, liquidated, charred, and the younger the victim, the more potent it will be, and the higher success rate. I was shocked. You're saying you use human flesh? That you burn kids to death for their... for their flesh? It's... it's what we must do. I mean... it's immortality. No one will get sick or... or die ever again. I mean, the parents know. I mean, they're not the real parents, of course. We, we give them two, always two. And then they keep one, and the, the other is sometimes sacrificed. Sometimes it's kept for organs, you know, blood, anything that could be useful for the, the more successful twin. Oh, really? And how many complete successes have you had? I asked, disgusted. We've been close. I mean, many have come. And how many? I interrupted. None. They, they all tend to die or develop human diseases or simply disappear. None have achieved full immortality. Well, that we know of, anyway. None have really taken to the spirits completely. Spirits, I thought. What the hell is this? I'm going to be honest, I said. Sounds like you're taking the piss. You're trying to figure out how someone can live forever. How can you be so sure if you've even succeeded? How would you know without growing old yourself? Oh, well, we've kept files on, on everything. I mean, absolutely everything that we can. We are as meticulous as possible. It's all data, evidence, but... But there are other areas of research down here. Things, things I don't even know of. Things that... 
there are things that I can't even fathom. Oh, so what else happens in this process, I asked. These black pods that are then given birth to, what happens to them? Well, I'll show you. She took me back into the corridor and into another room a few doors down. It looked exactly like the room from before, where I'd seen Dr. Carver last. On the wall it said, IP265-N. Surrounding us were now more of these black slugs, but they were smaller than the room that I'd seen Carver. What is this? I asked. This is where they're kept until full size. Then they give birth themselves to the hosts. I mean, we monitor each and every one. What's actually in them, then? People. Yes, but the, the great thing is you can, you can control who comes out. That's how we've been able to experiment. We try different things. The most successful kind are your genetic code. Hence why there's so many of you. And how many of me are there, then? Well, it's, it's almost impossible to say. I mean, you seem... You seem different from the others. I mean, you seem almost... almost normal. Well, I'll take that as a compliment then, shall I? I said. Just then we were interrupted by the sound of gunfire. How many of you escaped? She asked me. I, I couldn't say, I just... And then in burst three men with guns, similar to the hospital worker outfits from before. They pointed them right at us. One turned to the other. Tell the rest, we got him, he said. And the other one ran off. Look, she was just... I started to try and explain. Don't bother, the other said. Don't say a word, don't move. We stayed completely still. Waiting forever, it seemed. The man who had left sauntered back in. He's on his way. He says kill the girl, keep him alive. No, I shouted, but it was too late. Bang! The nurse dropped to the floor, a bullet through her head. Don't move, the man shouted again. Let's just wait for the boss. But before he could finish that sentence, I could feel something. Something was coming. Oh, fuck. One of the gunmen muttered. Shit. It's here. It's coming. What do we do? It's him, the shooter replied, looking at me. Let's just give it what it wants. Give him the kid. Let's just get this over with. We can't. You know we can't. Let's just go. Let's get out of here. What, without him? Just then there was an almighty roar coming from nearby. It sounded like a thousand voices shouting to the sky. Fuck it, I'm going. And with that, one by one they ran off, leaving me there next to the poor dead nurse who had helped me. I quickly looked around and saw a small, waist-high metal cupboard in the corner of the room. I swung open the doors and found a few bandages and a shelf in the middle. I took out the shelf, swung it under the cabinet and put the bandages in my pocket... I climbed in and slowly shut the doors, but I couldn't quite get them to close completely, and then it was too late. I heard the creature enter the room. It sounded like a clicking mixed in with a growling, as if it was almost smelling the air. I sat completely still and felt pure terror flood my veins. Was this thing truly hunting me? I mean me specifically, the real me. Well... Or was the real me anyway anymore I heard the monster creeping around the room one huge slow loud step at a time heavy breathing growling where the doors hadn't closed completely I could still see the nurse lying there on the floor 
Did I feel sorry for her? After everything she knew? Everything she'd done? I wasn't sure. I stared into her open, dead eyes, and then, like that, she disappeared. Pulled along the floor by the creature. I could hear whatever it was sniffing the body, like a dog, out of my sight. Was it trying to trace my steps? Would it be able to find me in here? And then it stopped, as if it could sense my thoughts. A low growl hung in the air. Oh God, I thought, it knows. It knows that I'm here. I heard a few tentative steps towards my direction. And then what sounded like, like groaning. Like a layer of groans, all in chorus together. Giving it a horrific low humming sound. It's coming, I thought. It's coming and there's nowhere for me to go. The steps got closer, louder, and the breathing from the creature got faster, as if it was excited that it had finally found whatever it was that it was looking for, that being me. I felt a bang on top of my head. It was the monster slamming its hand down on the cabinet that I'd trapped myself in, as if he was trying to figure out how to get in. I ducked down even further for what that was worth and as the second hand slammed down the door opened further I tried to close it quickly but as my hand went to grab it I saw a thick set of fingers claw around the door and open it they were black, hairy and each finger was the size of my forearm it looked inhuman, giant and it was frightening just then a shot rang out and then multiple shots It's here, kill it, kill it. Don't shoot the cabinet, he's in there, someone was screaming. And then I heard multiple steps, a mini army of people had just entered and were shooting at the creature. I heard bullets just fly past. The monster screamed out and then what happened next became a frenzy of sounds that my mind couldn't associate to any image. There were blood-curdling cries, the sound of flesh being ripped apart, gurgled screams for help, Bullets hitting multiple surfaces, the monster growling, screaming, howling, the sound of objects getting thrown across the room, of popping sounds that I imagined were black pods exploding, and all of which happened in what must have been less than two minutes. And then silence. The soldiers, or security team, or whatever they were, that had run off beforehand had clearly called for assistance. But it wasn't enough. The creature seemed to have won although by the sounds of it, he was severely injured. I heard it slowly move away from my position towards the door, and in what could have been the stupidest decision I'd have made. I couldn't help but want to see what the creature looked like. I slowly and quietly peeked through the cabinet door and saw the creature in front of me. And what I saw was near indescribable. It stood at about eight foot, a huge black mass that seemed to have a fluid shape but was somewhat human in form. It had patches of thick black hair dotted around. But what was so terrifying, what made me almost double over and vomit, was that it looked like, well, it looked like it was made up of multiple human bodies. Arms, legs, faces, everything mushed together into one strange moving mass as if body parts floating on the surface of black oil, appearing and disappearing 
emerging and re-emerging somewhere else on this creature. But when I looked at the faces, their black ooze-covered eyes seemed to be looking straight back at me, almost pleading with me, trying to perhaps beg for this torturous existence to end. And as I looked at them, I knew. I knew that all these bodies this creature was made up of, they were all... They were all me. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. For more info, including how you can support the show, please visit anewwinter.com. Thank you for listening to A New Winter. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.